Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends. Brought to you by DrRoto.com. It's time once again for everybody to come aboard that Green Screens Media Train. Recording live from somewhere. This is One and Done, your fast break of college basketball information on tonight's show we're breaking down the ohio valley conference and the patriot league and i'm here to do it tonight with two of the best in the business as we continue our journey across the college basketball landscape this pre-season my name is jay heinrich the conductor of the aforementioned green screens media train you can follow me on x at dr william cannon and if you didn't know, he is the OG Money Mike. That is El Capitan himself, the captain of the Green Screens Media Ship. Follow that man on X at MC Holland 34. That is Mike Holland. What it do, baby? Yo, yo, what up? Catching some NFL. And if you guys are joining us right now i think we're coming down to the wire on that game so maybe you can tune in to listen to our sounds as in uh who's calling the game tonight collinsworth uh we can catch you up on some of your favorite mid-major programs i did update my top 300 transfer board one gentleman left one gentleman left to make his commitment check it out it's free on drrodo.com to see who that is and also to check out all the moves that were made this offseason uh also we're gonna we're gonna start doing some of the major programs here starting in a few weeks with these conference previews, but uh, looking forward to wrapping up the uh, the mid-majors here pretty soon. Of course, One and Done is powered by DrRoto.com. Make sure you get over there for all of your college basketball information needs, as well as your fantasy football needs. We got it all for you over there at DrRoto.com. Check it out. There's articles up there from all of these guys in the booth up there with regularity, including my guy, Eric the Blue, he is the baron of bread of Green Screens Media. You can find him in those Twitter streets, at FantasyNav. And that's Eric Romov. What's happening? So I kind of like to think that the last remaining player on Mike's big board, the last holdout, is actually a breadhead and a DrRoto.com subscriber, and he doesn't want to give up his position as the last man standing on that big board. So... Whomever you may be, we know you guys should head over to drwitter.com and find out for yourselves. Thank you for fighting the good fight and for holding on strong. And speaking of holding on strong, we are counting down those days to the start of the NCAA basketball season coming up on about two months. That means that we are heading into the heart of list season. We'll be breaking down our top 20 returning players in college basketball, maybe a few more lists in the mix before we tip off the season, but this is an absolutely fun part of the year. No doubt about it. We're about, I think we're about 60 days from the first tip, if I saw on Twitter correctly today. And the best way to keep up with everything as we approach the college basketball season is to hit those like and subscribe buttons, turn those notification bells on here on the YouTube channel. Make sure you follow the show page at one and done CBB all spelled out one and done CBB or uh, also make sure you get that at get green screens, which is the green screens media account. 
everything coming to you that you need and want from either one of those accounts and of course this YouTube channel as well. So you know, go to drroto.com, you know to subscribe here and turn on those notification bells, you know where to follow on Twitter, five addresses right there are ads or what are they? You, uh, Usernames, the portal handles, handles, <laughs> Hand, handles. Thank you. That's the of course, Eric the blue no handle. Yeah, of course, because he, 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 he's got them handles in them Twitter streets. That's why. That's that's what <laughs> it is. Love handles, it's, am I right? That's it. Hey, either way, uh, you know, dark. you lose some, you lose some. You know, <laughs> one and done after dark. Hashtag that baby, and leave us a comment <laughs> in the comment section too. The live chat, if you're watching live, just say hey, just say what's up. Uh, but that it's uh, you know that you're happy that Detroit's gonna cover that point at four and a half points. If you put it in the chat, we'll throw it up there. But first, we are going to get to the Ohio Valley Conference, the OVC. Eleven teams in this league, up from one last year. Western Illinois joining, coming in from the Summit League last year. Moorhead State ran away with the regular season title, going fourteen and four in the conference. But in the conference tournament, gentlemen, Southeast Missouri State took home the crown, defeating Tennessee Tech in the title game 89-82 in overtime. So Southeast Missouri State had that 16 seed uh, that, you know, they got the, they pit two of them together to get more bubble teams in, you know, the, to make it 68 now instead of 64. They played the play-in game and uh, lost to Texas A&M Corpus Christi, so. That being said, gentlemen, this was the 29th ranked conference in the nation last season. Of course, zero teams in the top 200. So, Eric, as we always do, let's start with you now with some headlines about the OVC. Yeah, you mentioned that 29th ranked finish last year. That is actually tied as their lowest conference finish um, with 2020 since 2009, right? So... Certainly not a banner year for the OVC. And over the course of those recent years, they've lost some real quality programs, right? Um, you know, you, you mentioned we are uh, now up to 11 teams, but in recent history, they've lost programs like Belmont, like Murray State. Both of those went over to the MVC. Austin P was off to the A-Sun. So now they are stacking up some replacements, bringing some fresh blood in. Southern Indiana comes in from D2. Little Rock, you know, um, you know, these haven't exactly been the strongest replacements, but at least, you know, keeping a good size in terms of number of teams in their conference overall. And the question in the OVC, as it has been for a lot of programs and a lot of conferences, is who can who can navigate all this roster turnover, right? These five new players, either freshman, transfer, JUCO, or D2 on every single team in the Ohio Valley Conference. Many of them are well beyond that, eight plus. So who can, you know, who can put the pieces together and, and really get their team moving? Whichever team that is, I think, has the inside track on the league title, at least to be in contention for it. And one last thing to note, this is a conference that was third in the country in home win percentage. So nearly 65% of home teams won their league games or their games in league play last season. Road wins in this conference are going to be critical, right? Home cooking always tastes good. If you can steal one on the road, that is going to be a huge windfall for you. And that is the at least advanced look on the Ohio Valley Conference. The OVC. Yeah. Um, 
roster turnover, like you said, man, everybody's dealing with it. Who's going to deal the best? And that's why a league that doesn't have many, you know, a team that just is just so much more talented than the rest of them. Conferences like this, guys, they can just turn over year to year in terms of the standings, just flipping upside down. Um, while we're talking about this conference, the OVC, let's talk about some road warriors. Eric, like you mentioned, uh, third in the country in conference home win percentage last year as uh, like as a conference, right? But um, to be effective, to, to end up at the top of that conference, you're going to need a, some road warriors. You're going to need those cats uh, that can step up on the road. We, we're going to spotlight five guys today that we want to take on the road with us to get a big victory in the OVC. With that being said, I'm going to start here with our guy, El Capitan. Let's go to Mike first. I'm going to ask you about DeAnthony Gordon, forward from Little Rock, 6'8", 220 pounds, 13.7 points, 5.7 boards in 31 and a half minutes last year in a season that he earned second team all OVC honors. Yeah, this is a cat that started his college career at Wichita State. Um, he was really explosive down the stretch after kind of a slower start to the year. Um, he led the team in offensive rating. He really does his damage in the paint. He showed the ability to get to the free throw line and, and be able to convert those free throw attempts. Uh, five of his last six games on the road, he scored 17-plus points or better. And uh, for his splits, uh, he had actually a better field goal percentage and better free throw splits on the road. So this is definitely a guy I want to uh, to have with me as we go searching for a road win in this conference, for sure. Is that the same as um, my sophomore year of high school when I shot <laughs> better from three-point range than I did from the free throw line? Is Absolutely. that that's, that's different. Okay, okay. That's that's the same. All right, good. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So I'm, I'm taking this cat on the road with me. We're going to go get go get ourselves a big OVC win for sure. There we go. There we go. I love I love splits like that. I love weird sort of splits like that that don't really make any sense. But but sounds like Gordon is definitely one of those road warriors. Eric, gonna come to you now and ask you about our guy Mark Freeman, guard out of Moorhead State, 5'11", 165 pounds, averaged fifteen points, almost four assists, shot thirty six percent from three, which I can definitely deal with, and had a steal over steal a game last season in thirty minutes per. Road splits weren't great. Like, we're not going to compare him to uh, DeAnthony Gordon in terms of being that sort of, you know, on-the-road beast. But he is the reigning OVC player of the year, Eric. Yeah, I mean, look, talking about the OVC in the headlines, like, Freeman is in good company with guys that didn't exactly have their best games on the road, right? But on the whole, the, the kid is super talented, right? He he knows how to get to his shot. He knows how to get his teammates involved. He's top 100 in the country in assist rate. And there was there was a stretch down the middle of last season where the 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 dude was just completely unstoppable, right? Just absolute heat check. Everything was going in. Could do it everyone on the court. Granted, he didn't have the best game when it was all said and done, but he did have a role to play in Moorhead State, getting the NIT win over a very strong Clemson team in the postseason of last of last year and year over year turnovers were down last year. Right. So, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see how his game develops. Maybe he can get a little bit more comfortable in the not so friendly confines of a road game, but all told this, this kid is an absolute bucket and he is one to watch in the conference. 
I love when you see guys that play hard in the postseason tournaments like the NIT. Like when you get teams that aren't excited to be there and they're just going to the motions and they're disappointed. When you get when you get a team like Moorhead State out there that are playing because they're just excited to be there and they love to, you know, they they're excited to be in the postseason and 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 guys like Freeman, uh, you know, getting the win in the NIT. You know, things I love to see there. Mike Rayshon Taylor at a SIU Edwardsville. Six one one seventy five, fifteen and a half points, four and a half boards, three dimes, thirty six points or thirty six percent, I should say, from beyond the arc, and one point three steals. Very similar statistics there to Freeman, Mike, but Rayshon Taylor is on that same level. Another first team uh, Ohio Valley Conference player. Yeah, love this kid's game. Um, he's a straight bucket getter. Um, loves to get to the line. He can shoot the three, obviously, 36% from range, as Eric would say, and uh, has the ability to get others involved. So very uh, well-rounded offensive game. Um, and now he's entering his junior year, had two great seasons um, in his freshman and sophomore year. Uh, his scoring output uh, was actually better on the road last year. So definitely a guy that I want uh, jumping on my bandwagon as I go searching for a road win. And I just think heading into his upperclassman years, man, like the sky is the limit for him. So excited about Taylor's game. Going to continue this run of guards here and talk about Marcus Fitzgerald, the guard from Tennessee State, 6'2", 175 pounds, average 13.6 points, 3.2 assists, another 36% three-point shooter. Uh, seems to be a theme here from these guards. And another guard that plays about 30 minutes per. He was overshadowed last year, Eric, but – don't think that's going to be a problem this year. We're, we're going to see Fitzgerald shine. Yeah, I mean he'll he'll certainly have the opportunity to do so. And and Fitzgerald is it's kind of a weird one, right? Because like you get to the end of the season and his 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 averages overall kind of settle in. He's going to be around thirteen and a half points, a little bit better than three assists. But game to game, it's kind of a roller coaster ride, right? He gets real hot, gets real cold. You know, all said and done. He can project pretty well in terms of where he'll finish up, but you know, game in and game out, a little bit of leaves a little bit to be desired on the consistency side is the best way to put it. You know, great shooter overall, thirty six percent from three is nothing to sneeze at. Has gotten incrementally better as a distributor year in and year out. Like many players in the OVC, you know, had some had some trouble on the road last year, but did actually see his shooting percentage improve from deep when he was on the road. Actually, got all the way up to forty percent. So if, you know, if past his prologue, if that's any indicator, maybe we'll actually see him get a bit more comfortable on the road. And that could really be the key to him taking a step forward for Tennessee State. Oh, the road warrior mentality. Last one on the list here, Mike. Another guard, Jordan Sears from Tennessee Martin, 5'11", 175. Averaged over 15 points, almost three times shot 49% from the field and averaged 1.2 steals in 28.8 minutes. Another first team Ohio Valley Conference performer returning to college basketball, Mike. This is why uh, I like these guys to go on the road, man. It's a lot of first team, second team guys, player of the year guys coming back. Feels like they're going to play better on the road. Some of these guys have already been playing better on the road and that's what you want, right? To go, go get a big road victory. Uh, final eight games on the road for this cat last year, 18 points per game. <laughs> You'll take that all day. Uh, he's another guy that gets to the free uh, free throw line a ton. 
even though he's 5'11", he does most of his damage inside. I always like to hit my comp with Tony Parker, right? Like he's not going to, you know, he's not going to dazzle you from three, but man, when he's in the paint, like he's crafty, he's going to finish, he's going to get to the free throw line and he's played a ton of basketball heading into year four. So yeah, just another guy, man, um, jump on the bus. Let's, let's head out and get ourselves a big road win in the OVC. I'll um, bring them all. Line them out. We'll take, we'll start four guards and, and Gordon. That's fine. Let's take this lineup out and get some road wins. DeAnthony Gordon, Mark Freeman, Rayshon Taylor, Marcus Fitzgerald and Jordan Sears, our road warriors of the OVC. All right. Hey, you're talking about Tony Parker, Mike. Are we going to go see the Spurs again when they come back to the Moody Center in Austin here? Like when, when Manyama. When Manyama time, we're going to do it? I think we should. I think we should. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Eric, I mean, you're, in, you're, you're invited. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you live down there, so you need to see him more often. Anyways, okay. <laughs> so enough, that is about as much Spurs talk as you're probably ever going to get out of me. And let's move on now to the tier section uh, before I uh, feel dirty, like I need to take a shower after talking about the Spurs. <laughs> so, no, I'm just kidding. Not really, though. But OVC tiers here, of course – yeah, you know, we, we've gone from – what are some of these tiers we've done, guys? Oh, gosh. Um, we went clubbing last week. That was tiring. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, VIP. Club. VIP or in the club or at the door. Those are, that was, those are three tiers. Cruising around different but, whips, right? We had the roller yeah. skate tier. <laughs> you have the Chevy Spark. <laughs> the Spark, yeah, yeah. Well, tonight, for your viewing pleasure, our tiers up at the top, starting with a mansion – and then move down to house, and then our bottom tier will be apartment. This isn't as brutal of a of a tier section as we've been, you know. Like we've sort of been right now. Like I was in. I mean, like, like I got a house. I mean, like this is. I mean, I guess it's kind of. <laughs> all right, we'll go with it. Morehead State, of course, starting off in that uh, mansion, SIU Edwardsville and Tennessee State joining them in that top tier. In that mid-tier, our house tier, we got Little Rock, Southeast Missouri State, and Tennessee Martin. And then in the lower tier, a crowded lower tier, we have Eastern Illinois, Lindenwood, Southern Indiana, Tennessee Tech, and Western Illinois. Eric, why don't you go ahead and lead us off with the old mansion tier? Yeah, so right up top, we've got Moorhead State. The Eagles were 14-4 and four in league play last year. Another team in a top tier where we have spotlighted a player. We talked about MVC, talked about uh, Freeman earlier, the OVC POI in the prior season. Um, but don't don't forget about his, his running mate. Drew Thruel is a guy that averaged double figures for them. You know, they've got six seniors on this roster now. And they brought in a, a pretty solid down transfer from Xavier, uh, Deontay Miles. You know, he's got a good amount of talent. He's obviously got high major experience. You know, just top to bottom, this feels like one of the better overall rosters in the league. Another team that's right up there with Moorhead State, SIU, Edwardsville, Cougars, 9-9 nine and nine in conference play last season. You know, for them, core group is back, right? We love to see that continuity. We already talked about Rayshon Taylor in our Road Warriors segment. But with him are his backcourt mates, Shamar Wright and Polo Minor. You know, this this is a very talented backcourt, all told. And they also added three players from the JUCO ranks. So all told, nine upperclassmen on this team. 
love to see that veteran experience, which is something that you can say about the third team in the mansion tier, the Tennessee State Tigers, 10 and 8 in conference play last year. Another older team, six seniors, three juniors. Marcus Fitzgerald was a player that was in our spotlight, talked about him at uh, ad nauseum. But we've also got an incoming transfer from Eastern Illinois guard Kenyon Hodges, absolute stud. Super excited to see what he can do with a bit more usage and run here for the Tigers. And again, all told, very talented roster, adding uh, a pretty pretty critical down transfer. And our guy Jitabo from Florida last year also have Denim Denim Donson coming in from Nebraska. So a lot of a lot of talent coming in from the high major ranks with regard to these Tennessee State Tigers. And all told, a lot of experience, a lot of continuity in the in the Mansion tier. And a whole lot of like all world name stuff. We knew got it. Pol- I knew it. <laughs> Polo Miner and Denim Dawson. Are you kidding me? They might be 29th in the conference rankings in Kempom, but they're got to be up there in terms of the, you know all name conference. Like it's Polo Miner and Denim <laughs> Dawson. My goodness, that's Beautiful. tremendous, and we're not even done. Let me take over here and go hey, down. Hey, yeah, just see so you know. Like, because, you know, I the way we usually do this, I'm usually talking about the mansion and, and, and the houses. But you know what? I'm going to let you guys live live the good we, life right here. So. We had we had a house meeting. We figured we'd, <laughs> yeah. we'd shuffle the deck a bit. Yeah, well, Mike, you can talk about everybody in the apartment later. I'm going to take over here and talk about the house tier. Right there in mid, starting with Little Rock Trojans. 6-12 and 12 in the league last year. I get it, but they've got the stud that we already talked about in Gordon and those three quality big dippers coming down from the high majors in Jameer Chaplin from South Florida, Mikhail Mitchell from Arkansas, and K.K. Robinson from those fighting Texas A&M Aggies coming down to play for the Trojans. Coach Daryl Walker is coming into his sixth year, and that makes him one of the longest-tenured coaches in the conference with the talent that he's got coming in and the and the guys that he has uh, still hanging around, this could be the year that he gets that shit. He steers that ship. He steers that Trojan horse, if you will, in the right direction. Southeast Missouri State Redhawks, 10-8 and eight in the league last year. Lost their three leading scores, including Philip Russell. Uh, so that's what brings them down a notch here for, for me. They're still going to be competitive. Six returning players, including Kobe Clark, the forward for them. Not any seniors. Zero. Zippo. You see how many seniors? You see what this is? Zero. Zero seniors. Um, And some guys coming in that we don't know what we're going to get. So the ceiling might be a little bit limited for the Redhawks. And to finish up the middle tier here, the Tennessee Martin Skyhawks where it's the Jordan Sears show, faux show, is there an underclassman on this roster? Like, I don't see one. Like, so basically loaded with some upperclassmen, bringing in New Mexico State transfer, Issa Muhammad, who is a solid player. And the thing that's going to keep them from reaching the, the, the ceiling, I guess, if, if you can give them one, it, it's going to be their defense. So if they can shore that up a little bit, maybe we see the Skyhawks uh, fly up to the mansion at the top of the hill. But oh, if not, nice. we're going to see them 
in the house, which is there's nothing wrong with that. There's just like there's nothing wrong with the apartment, but but Mike is going to tell us why all of these five schools now don't live in the mansion with with Eric the Blue and with me in my conductor's house. Absolutely, I'll uh, I'll jump in here because there's quite a few teens, but that's what you get in an apartment, right? There's a there's a lot of members in it. Uh, so the Eastern Illinois Panthers were five and thirteen last year. 350th in offensive efficiency, and I just don't see it getting much better. You got eight newcomers and limited D1 experience. I just feel like it's going to be more of the same, probably another 5-13 and 13 type year. You have the Lindenwood Lions. Like Eastern Illinois, there are eight newcomers as well. Outside of Keenan Cole, I just struggle to find game breakers on this roster. They lost three of their top three scorers. So I feel like this is a, another year where, uh, you know, 6-12 and 12 is uh, probably going to be where they finish. The Southern Indiana Screaming Eagles, love that mascot, 9-9. Nine and nine. Uh, This is a decimated roster, lost uh, all four of its double-digit scores. Nobody on this roster has played more than 16 minutes per game at the D1 level. It's year two for Coach Dan uh, Guard, and, uh, man, I just – I don't know, man. you got to find some growth here, uh, start building this program up. We'll slide down to Tennessee Tech, the Golden Eagles. They were 11-7. and seven. This is another depleted roster, so see them uh, taking a couple of steps backwards here. You lost your top four scorers. Uh, the question is, can someone like David Early or Josiah Davis, can they provide some pop coming in from the transfer portal? Uh, like Jalen Seabree was a huge part of their team last year. He is no longer on this roster. And uh, I guess, you know, someone has to win some games uh, in the apartment level here. And I feel like they had probably had the best chance. I'm the most confident that they can maybe step up uh, and, and get into that house tier. Uh, but for right now, until I see it, I'll, uh, I'll have them hanging out in the apartments. And then the Western Illinois Leathernecks, uh, definitely love that mascot name. Uh, they're coming over from the Summit League. Uh, they were 9-9 nine and nine last year in the Summit League. But they are uh, infusing six non-D1 players um, onto their roster. And uh, new head coach Chad Boudreau, he's got his work cut out from him. So I've got them living that apartment life as well. Uh, you know, probably a good chance that one of these five could slide up and, and, and join that house division. But overall, I think the, the gap in this conference is a little bit wider than what we've seen in some of the uh, you know, conferences that we've been talking about recently. I feel like it's, it's going to be you know, pretty, pretty top heavy here. So we'll see how this thing plays out, but uh, yeah. Top tier for the OVC, that mansion tier. Living that mansion life, Moorhead State, SIU, Edwardsville, and Tennessee State. The mid-tier of the OVC is Little Rock, Southeast Missouri State, and Tennessee Martin, and the lower tier, that apartment tier, this time around, Eastern Illinois, Lindenwood, Southern Indiana, Tennessee Tech, and Western Illinois. That's it. That's the Ohio Valley Conference. You know who's doing 25 minutes on the Ohio Valley Conference? Not a lot of people, but one and done is these guys, we're doing it. We're here for you. So if you're here searching out Ohio Valley content, we're your folks. We are your cats. We are your broskies in basketball. So make sure you hit those like and subscribe buttons. Turn on those notification bells. Leave a comment. Do your part in the Green Screens Media universe. Follow all those Twitter handles you see on your screen. Follow at one and done CBB. Follow at get green screens. Do your thing. But 
Don't go far because now it's time for the Patriot League. All right. This is one of those leagues that gets raided, right? Whenever, okay, conferences need some folks to come in. and Oh, let's grab a couple Patriot League teams. or Well, there are only eight teams now in this conference, uh, or league as they like to be called, as Army and Navy uh, definitely left the league. Last year, Colgate was an absolute monster, dominated from the start, 16, sorry, 17-1 and one in this conference. And then they blew out Lafayette. 78 to 61 in the conference title game. They were a 15 seed. And I was hoping I wasn't going to have 15 seed flashbacks. <laughs> and uh, I did not. Yeah, shock of smart hands on the head. One shining moment. Uh, Texas did their job and beat Colgate. This was the 27th ranked conference, uh, according to Ken Palm's rankings with zero teams. Uh, inside the top 100 or probably 200 or 300. No, I'm just kidding. But, Eric, lead us off as you always do so well with some Pat League headlines. Yeah, I mean, we we have to we have to give them their flowers here, right? Five out of five dentists recommend Colgate to completely dominate this league as they have been forever, at least so it feels, right? So last five seasons... They have been killing it in league play combined in those five seasons, just 13 losses, 17 and one, 16 and two, 11 and one, 14 and four, and 13 and five. Also, in that five year window, they made the NCAA tournament in four of those years, as you mentioned last year, facing off against your beloved Longhorns. Coach Langell has five straight top 100 offensive efficiency finishes. And in the last three seasons, They've shot 40% or better from three, finishing first, second, and third in the country in those three years. So getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but that is the type of team that we always like to circle as a potential upset. That's why you were sweating bullets as they faced off against UT, UT in the first round last year. And Colgate is positioned to completely dominate this league once again. Looking past Colgate, 32nd in the country in terms of conference home win percentage, kind of the um, you know the opposite of what we were talking about with the Ohio Valley Conference a moment ago. Home teams only won 52% of their games in conference play. I mean, look, you gotta you gotta protect home court if you want to make a splash in this league. Antithesis. That's the word. They're the antithesis of the OVC. Caught me eating mid mid sneaky snack there, Eric. I was hoping you had like ten minutes of headlines, I guess, on the Patriot League. But we <laughs> I can only I can only love on Colgate for so long, right? Yeah. Hey, how long have you been sitting on that one too? By the way, <laughs> the Dennis joke. Beautiful. Oh man, I had a I had a different Colgate joke, but we'll save that for the after dark show. Excellent. Love to hear it. Maybe. All right. So now we had the old Road Warriors in the last uh, segment, the last conference, the OVC. We're going to go with the old uh, Patriot home court heroes or maybe even the old Patriot protectors. These are the guys we want in the Patriot League to help protect our home court and get us to the next level. 
Patriot Protector. That sounds official. That sounds like that could be like a comic book. Something. Oh, oh, hello. <laughs> hello. Very nice. We will protect this court. <laughs> hey, we got a Very we got nice a comment here from Cameron. Uh, hey, Cameron, Cameron coming through right here, ready for college basketball. Be Feeling back. ready for it to be back. Man, appreciate it. Glad Thanks, that you're loving the streams. Loving seeing you getting up in these comments. We we appreciate you swinging yeah. through. Let us know if you have any questions as we as we keep going. Definitely tell the hoop heads in your life that we're here grinding away in the mid majors as we're about two months out from tip off. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Thanks, Cameron. Appreciate that. Um, he's probably a, a would qualify as a Patriot Corps protector. I bet <laughs> leaving solid comments like that. Um, but Absolutely. let's get to the actual Patriot League protectors here. We're going to start. Let's start with Matt Rogers, forward from American University, 6'9", 220 pounds, average 14.1 points, 6.3 rebounds, 41% from three. Give me all of that in 27 minutes per second team, all Patriot League after a big jump in production his junior year, Mike. Yeah, huge jump. And, uh, Jay, I know you love that, 41% from three. That's uh that's over your line of 35%, so I know that's a, that's a good thing there. And uh, this cat, he's increased his minutes, his field goal percentage, his three-point percentage, and rebounding every single year. He's the most versatile big in the league, I believe, um, as far as his offensive game. Uh, I feel like if he gets major minutes, if he pushes for you know 32 to 34 minutes, I mean, he can put up some very impressive numbers. I just wonder if we can get a little bit more defensively uh, for him, so – yeah, I mean, that that's a work in progress, and we'll see how that progresses. But uh, you love the versatility on the offensive side. No doubt about it. Going to go down now. So we haven't talked about Colgate enough, so we got a couple of players here from Colgate that we're going to need to talk about. And first, it's going to be Keegan Records, the forward. 6'10", 250, love that size. 13 points and six boards, using that size effectively, especially with 68% from the field. Yes, sir was 1.3 blocks in 23 and a half minutes. Let me let me protect the home court with this cat, uh, Eric, for sure. First team all Patriot League last year. And like I said, 23 and a half minutes. I mean, look at that stat line. It's wild, right? And and Mike talked about Matt Rogers a moment ago being maybe the most versatile big man in, in this league. I mean, he, he might be the most versatile, but he's, he's not going to be down there banging with Keegan Records, right? He's given up an inch in height, 30 pounds in weight. And, and the stats really tell the story, right? This kid is an absolute load down low. You know, Rodgers included, there there aren't many, many guys in this conference that can match his physicality. And this is a guy, all told, that played almost 120 games in his career. So, you know, very seasoned, very comfortable on the court. 23.5 minutes per game is kind of a head scratcher. You know, it, it feels like almost like a poor man's version of, of Zach Eady, right? Like, can he get up to 30 minutes? Will his conditioning allow it? You know, if, if it does, you know, he'll he'll be an absolute game changer for Colgate. Same same sentence as Zach Eady. Okay. All right. Wait, I'm going to need to put my money down on National Player of the Year. <laughs> that? Yeah. Hey, uh, we had we had the same question about him heading into the, in, into the season last did. year, right? That's Can he enough. get past 30 minutes? <laughs> fair enough. One more uh, player from Colgate, Braden Smith, the guard this time, six feet, 180 pounds, 
11.6 points, almost four boards, four and a half dimes, 36% from three can tolerate that for sure. 1.3 steals in 31 and a half minutes, Mike. A tremendous freshman season for the floor general. Yeah, that's an awesome freshman year. Um, the last three games, I mean, the kid played all but five minutes. So <laughs> he was on the court a ton. That just tells you uh, how much trust they have in him there. He's uber efficient. Look at this stat, this stash line, guys. 48, 36, 83. Give me that all day. Uh, he might it's have my kind of It's my kind of measurements right there. Hey, that was Jay at Schulenberg uh, High School there. <laughs> uh, he might have the highest ceiling of any player in this conference. Um, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch in year two. And uh, I, I want to say he's going to improve, but it's like, man, like you would just take that stash line again uh, <laughs> and probably push his minutes up closer to 35, 36. And uh, yeah, so uh, it's going to be a fun one to watch. Two more here, our uh, court protectors segment. Let's go to Holy Cross now for guard Bill Montgomery, 6'5", 190, little lank on him, lanky guy here. 11.3 points, four boards, two and a half times in 32 minutes per game. A guard with some good size, as I mentioned earlier, Eric, and he's sort of found a way to tech, excuse me, to take a step forward and a step forward and a step forward. And and now we'll see what he can do in his senior year. Yeah, I mean, entering his senior year, he is the third leading scorer among returning players for Holy Cross. And while that may be the case, I, I think you can make an argument that he might be one of the most important pieces that, it, that are returning, right? he's He's got the ball in his hands a ton. You know, despite that, you know, 2.5 assists isn't exactly what you're looking for. You know, they're, they're going to look for him to create a bit more for the teammates around him. And last year carried the second best offensive rating on the team. It's actually number one on the team among the returning players and plays pretty well in the, uh, in the comfy confines of the home court, right? You know, all around definitely seemed like he was more comfortable at home. So definitely qualifies as a court protector in my book. Lastly here, Keith Higgins Jr. from Lehigh, the guard at 6'4", 195, 14.7 points. 2.7 boards, 41% from three, excellent. 1.1 steals per in 31.7 minutes. Mike, a guy that just turned into a scoring machine. It bucket, like we like to say, in his sophomore season. Yeah, I think the theme of these uh, court protect home court protectors are the stash lines. Check out this one, 48, 41, 84. That's way up from his freshman season. So, and this is a guy that went from 26 minutes to 32 minutes, but his turnovers per game decreased. I feel like this is – he's a budding mid-major star. Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this guy, if he just turns it up another notch, like Lehigh is going to be dangerous, and uh, he's going to put up some ridiculous numbers. Uh, if he can just stash anywhere near that. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to be talking about him a lot as we uh, go roll through the mid-major season. Keith Higgins Jr. rounds out the Patriot Protectors. He's joining Bo Montgomery, Braden Smith, Keegan Records, and Matt Rogers. As guys, we want protecting our house in the Patriot League. You didn't think we were getting out of here without putting these teams into some tears, did you? <laughs> That's right. 
if you know one and done, if you watched any of our conference preview shows, and we hope you have, and if you haven't, go back and watch them. It's good content, some stuff that's going to get you ready for the season. Watch them now. Watch them when you get closer to the season. Whatever you got to do, make sure you hit those like and subscribe buttons, notification bells, do your thing so you don't miss anything. Like these tiers, bringing back the mansion, house, and apartment tiers. Up at the top, living that mansion lifestyle. At the top of the hill, we've got American, of course, Colgate, and then Holy Cross as well. That mid-tier, the house tier, of course, is Lehigh and Loyola, Maryland. And in that apartment tier, Boston University, Bucknell, and Lafayette. Eric, going to come to you first again on the tier section and lead us off with the three teams living the high life in the mansion tier. Better than the life I live. <laughs> I'll, I'll start off with, uh, with American University, the Eagles, uh, 7 and 11 in conference play last year. I mean, look, give me some Matt Rogers all day, right? Mike, Mike detailed him in our court protectors segment. You know, this is an extremely versatile guy, can do a lot of things, a lot of things for these Eagles. And alongside him, he's got a very experienced backcourt returning guys like Elijah Stevens and Jeff Spruce, you know, really a lot of different ways that they can attack the court overall. Might not be any seniors on this team, but there are seven juniors on this squad and 10 returning players overall. So like that continuity, like what American University is set up for in the upcoming season. We've talked about them ad nauseum at this point. The Colgate Raiders are the second team here in the Mansion tier. 17 and one in conference play last year. Once again, you know, top to bottom, one of, if not the most talented team in this league, uh, are and should be heavy favorites. We've already talked about records and Smith earlier. Those guys are absolute studs, but the list really goes on, right? We've got Ryan Moffitt, another guy that played a lot for them last year, one of the top players in the league. Uh, Coach Langol enters year 13 overall and really feels like. He's uh he's got this team in a rhythm. He's got he's kind of got the recipe, the formula, if you will, for success with these Colgate Raiders. Definitely deserve their status in the Mansion tier. And last but not least, the Holy Cross Crusaders, another team that went seven and eleven in conference play last year. We've got Montgomery, we've got Joseph Octave, we've got Will Batchelor. I mean, all around solid guys, all guys that averaged double figures for them last season. Played thirty plus minutes. All told, eight players uh, that are returning for the Crusaders this year. Very, very similar profile to uh, to American American University that I talked about a moment ago, right? No seniors, pile of juniors, bunch of guys returning. You love that continuity. I, I think it really gives Holy Cross the inside track to finish near the top of this league. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Another team with no seniors in sights. Lehigh, we're going to lead off the house segment with them. The Mountain Hawks, 11-7 and seven in Patriot League play last year. We already talked about Keith Higgins Jr., but uh, fellow guard Tyler Whitney Sidney is in no joke. TWS, I don't think that doesn't really roll off the belt. The, the tongue doesn't. T, T is, he, is, he, is he all T name? Is he all name for the No, it doesn't. That's not, the, the hyphen Tyler doesn't Whitney guarantee Sydney. the all name. No, I'm not. I'm not, I mean, good player. I don't know if his name is good enough for that distinction, but definitely a good player. Average 13, 5, and 2 in his sophomore year. He can deal with that all day long, and he's only going to get better. 
Um, what's the ceiling, right? After Higgins and, and Whitney Sydney um, and, and no senior leadership. We'll see. That's probably why after going 11 and seven last season, they're in the mid tier because they just don't feel like they're ready for prime time just yet. Joining Lehigh in that mid tier, the old house tier is Loyola, Maryland, Greyhounds. That squad is returning nine players, including guard Dion Perry and forward Golden DK, who are both pretty, pretty solid players for those Greyhounds. Um, the Illich brothers, lots of upside there. An intriguing roster to say the least. Only two teams here. That's what you get when you get an eight-team conference, right? <laughs> only two, only two teams in a year in a in a tier, I should say. So, Mike, you got a three-tiering uh, tier here to finish us out uh, on the lower level, our apartment level tonight. Yeah, this is a mini, a, a tiny city. You know what I mean? This is, uh, <laughs> you know, not not that many teams in this one. But uh, yeah, the Boston U Terriers, eight and ten last year. Oh boy, top four scores are gone. You got four new freshmen, two D two players. Of the guys returning, no one averaged more than eighteen minutes per game or even six points per game. There's no seniors on the squad. Uh, we're looking at a rebuild year here for Boston U. The uh, Bucknell Bison five and thirteen last year. This team, they've got a majority of their roster back. Um, you know, they, they did lose their top three scorers as well. Uh, guard Jake Forrest, he's pretty solid. Forward Ian Mota, he's shown some flashes. I need to see two or three guys take a big leap to improve. And then we have the Lafayette Leopards, 7-11. Like Bucknell, there plenty of guys are back, but the key cogs are gone. Their top three scorers are gone. There's no seniors, but a ton of juniors. It feels like more of the same uh, next year. It's a really it's the ceiling for these teams that you know they're really going to have to have some breakthrough players come through. So yeah, finishing that apartment segment, Boston U, Bucknell, and Lafayette. Jack Forrest definitely somebody that I'm going to be paying attention to to try to get Bucknell over that hump. Um, yeah, that's it. Eight eight teams. The tier section goes by quite a bit quicker. <laughs> oh, good job. Uh, that's American. That is not. Um, National American University, like you would see on the commercials if you're at home in the middle of the day, back, you know, if you know, you know. Okay, that this is it's American, okay? American University. Thanks, Colgate. Point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. American Colgate and Holy Cross in the top tier, Lehigh and Loyola, Maryland in the house tier, right there in the mid tier, and our lower tier of the Patriot League, Boston University, Bucknell, and Lafayette. Tremendous stuff there. We got the OBC in tonight. We got the Patriot League in tonight. Again, who else is putting in 20 minutes, 25 minutes on the Patriot League? Your boys at one and done are. Believe that. Believe in Green Screens Media. Believe in one and done. Believe in our guy at The Real Napier putting out some stuff on Twitter for you. Our guy behind the scenes. <laughs> Guys, what else we got coming up here? When are we on next? Oh, boy. I think we're going to be on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Um, right. I believe we are going to be uh, jumping into the – I believe it's the SOCON and the – so the Southern oh. League and the Southland SOCON Conference, I should say. You know, Patriot League right. messes things up. 
Well, we got a couple more. How many more mid-major shows? Two more? I think we have three more to wrap it up. I believe these. Uh, man, I, we've been flying yeah, through this flying stuff, guys. Through, we've been man. flying through these. We are just making our way across the college basketball landscape this preseason, as I like to say. I'm doing it with my guy, Eric the Blue. He's the baron of bread of Green Screens Media. Doing the thing, pushing some buttons, and making this an enjoyable broadcast. Of course, you should follow him. Find him in those Twitter streets at Fantasy Nav. My guy, the OG Money Mike, that is El Capitan himself, the captain of the Green Screens Media ship. That's Mike Holland. Follow him on X at MC Holland 34 I'm the conductor of the aforementioned Green Screens Media train. Uh, wait, train, ship, train, ship. I, I'm so bad with the camera. doesn't matter. Follow me on next at Dr. William Cannon. Then this is good enough. This is going to have to yeah, make it. Go. going to have to make work. it work tonight. Hey, shout out to <laughs> my Astros. We got the Jose yeah. Altuve autograph hey. to 50 right hey. now. Back in first place. Don't you guys worry about that. Don't you? I'm just Ranger fans. I wish I could say I'm sorry, but I'm not. Hope you enjoyed that sweep and that butt whooping. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. My broskies in basketball. Make sure you hit those like and subscribe buttons. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Have a nice day. Let's get this bread, baby. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.